The following broadcast is brought to you by the friends and partners of Revival Ministries International. I want to minister this morning because last week we talked about um, really it was, it, was, it was like two titles. Are you working for God, working with God or against Him? And then I called it co-laborers. So I want, to, I want to talk to you about co-laborers today and I want to talk to you about what can we expect as being a co-laborer together with God? What can we expect? Are there things that we can expect? How many want to know if you're going to co-labor with God, you can expect certain things. And you expect it from His Word. So, if you'll go with me to 2 Kings chapter 6, and I'm going to read verse 8. Then the king of Syria warred against Israel and took counsel with his servants, saying, In such and such a place shall be my camp. And the man of God sent unto the king of Israel, saying, Beware that there pass not such a place, for thither the Syrians have come down. And the king of Israel sent to the place which the man of God had told him and warned him of and saved himself there not once nor twice. In other words, quite a few times. Therefore the heart of the king of Syria was sore troubled for this thing, and he called his servants and said to them, Will ye not show me which of us is for the king of Israel? And one of his servants said, None, my lord, O king, but Elisha, the prophet that is in Israel, telleth the king of Israel the words that you speak in your bedchamber. And he said, Go and spy where he is, that I may send and fetch him. And it was told him, saying, Behold, he's in Dothan. Therefore send he thither horses and chariots and a great host, and they came by night and compassed about the city. And when the servant of the man of God had risen early and gone forth, behold, a host compassed the city, both with horses and chariots. And his servant said unto him, Alas, my master, how shall we do? And he answered, Fear not, for they that be with us are more than they that be with them. Say this after me. They that be with us are more than they that be with them. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw, and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elisha. Of course, the next verse says, and when they came down to him, Elisha prayed to the Lord, and he said, smite the people, I pray with blindness, and he smote them with blindness according to the word of the Lord. So, the, the word of Elisha. Now, as I was praying about this, because we talk about the Great Commission, how many are following the Great Commission, which is not the great suggestion, that if I'm working with the Lord, and I'm doing what God calls me to do, then if God sends me on a mission, that I can expect certain things. If I'm doing my own thing, I can take Scripture and try to make it apply, but then I have to come back to ask myself the question, am I doing what God wants me to do? Because God is very particular. If He tells you to do something, then He's going to obviously equip you. He's going to give you the power that you need and the resources that you need. 
and he's going to protect you. So one of the things that we can expect as we co-labor together with him is supernatural protection, which I really can't get away from that because, you know, I hear people say, oh, there's terrible things happening in the world. There might be terrible things happening in the world, but if you go back a thousand years or two thousand years ago, there were terrible things happening back then. So there's always been terrible things happening. But when we are serving God and we are obeying Him and we're doing what He wants to do, then we can expect supernatural protection. Now we have all the security in the natural because obviously we have security. Yeah, that's to protect you, not me. I'm not really worried about it. When I travel, I just get in my truck and go do what I have to do. So I'm, I don't live in fear. Are you with me? But everybody's not at that level of faith, so we're going to take care of God's people and look after them. Can you say amen? So we need to understand what is available to us as co-laborers together with God. So God will never tell you, I want you to go and travel to a certain region in the world, and then you suddenly concerned about your security. People ask me, we go to Africa, my wife and I, and they, they said to me, so how many do you take like as protection? I said, what are you talking about? You mean you don't have a big entourage of people travel? No, it's just her and me. What, what are you talking about? I don't understand that, Pastor. Well, because when I make the trip, I'm making it because he told me to do it. And if he told me to do it, therefore he's going to protect me. I don't have to worry about anything. Amen. Can you say amen? amen? Now, we're not going to go do some stupid dumb thing. We know where to go and where not to go. Are you with me? So we know how to use wisdom. Amen. But we know that he protects us. And you have to put your life, you have to stake your life on that. Otherwise, you open the door and fear comes in. And what did Job actually say? Job said, the thing I feared greatly came, the thing I greatly feared came upon me. So fear opens the door. Sophia, Sophia, she's not a lady, Sophia, 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 Sophia. I saw a single young man go, Sophia? Where's Sophia? No, Sophia, fear, F-E-A-R, fear. Fear opens the door for the enemy to come in. So you're going to go about doing what the Lord's called you to do, but you're afraid. God doesn't want you to be afraid. He says, you work for me, I'm going to take care of you. You have nothing to fear. Can you say amen? amen. Except maybe Sophia. All right. <laughs> I love playing with words. So nothing will come upon you unawares. Nothing will take you by surprise. In actual fact, you're the one that has the element of surprise. You want to know why? Because the enemy doesn't know what you're going to do next. So if you're full of the Holy Ghost, that means Monday is going to be a day of surprises. For you, but also for the enemy. Because he's not expecting you to do what you're going to do. Especially when you face with situations that you didn't even know were going to come up. 
it'll be happening suddenly, and then suddenly you'll be reacting to the suddenly by the power of the Holy Spirit. Can you say amen? And the enemy steps by and goes, oh, I, I, I can't believe it. They, we, I thought I was going to take them out, but they just sidestepped. They sidestepped everything that we were planning. Get ready because you're about to sidestep everything that the enemy was planning over your life this next week. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Your life, when you realize this, and we'll go to it in, in, in a little bit, and I've, I did this a few weeks ago, but I'm going to do it again today because I felt to, to really reinforce that. You know, what we're doing in the building is we're digging footers for the balcony to reinforce everything. So that's what I'm actually doing right now. I'm reinforcing some things because some of you looked a little wobbly. And we don't want you to be wobbly. Can you say amen? The reason why nothing will come on you unawares is because you are in the secret place. Psalm 91. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High. Somebody said, where is it? It's secret. But you have to find it. The secret place of the Most High, you abide under the shadow of the Almighty. In other words, the enemy can hear you, but he can't find you because you're in the secret place. You, you're inaccessible. He knows you're in the vicinity, but he can't find you. That means when you get on an aircraft, if, if they were gonna blow the plane up, they couldn't blow it up while you're on it. They couldn't blow it up. Whatever they were planning cannot happen while you're there. Amen. That's how the secret place works. When you travel by car, when you travel by plane, when you're running into danger zones, amen, the Lord's looking after you. Somebody said, Pastor, my job involves a lot of danger. You're going to be okay. I said, you're going to be okay. You know, the job I have is a very dangerous job, dealing with religious situations. 
dealing with ministers, preachers. It's worse than dealing with drug dealers. Are you with me? If you're not careful, they'll try to slip something in your food. His angels are encamped about you. In all your ways of obedience and service, and because they are encamped about you, you can't see them, but they are more that are with us than are with them. So you might feel like you're all by yourself, but you're actually not. You have a host of angels that surround you. And when if your eyes were suddenly open and you saw what is actually encamped about you, some of you would be shouting, look, look, look. You know, I'm going to pray that the Lord opens some of your eyes so you can see. Lord, show them, show them the level of protection that they actually have. Lord, open their eyes this week. Open their eyes this week that they can see that you've actually given unto them as your children, how much you love them and you protect them and watch over them. Open the eyes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Well, I feel the anointing so strong here right now. The Lord's going to open people's eyes so that they can see the high level of protection that you actually have. Some of you. Angel, the Lord's going to pour a barrel of oil on your head so that you can get happy. I mean, can you imagine some of the angels that have been assigned to certain people? Uh, how's it going with you? Oh, you should see who I've been assigned to. 
Like the dude doesn't even know what he has. He talks the talk. He pretends, he quotes all the scripture, but if you hang around him, it's a depressing thing. And we try to help him, but he's so blind, he can't even see. All he does is spend his day talking about the enemy. He doesn't even know that the enemy is defeated. He doesn't even know that he actually has the victory. And then when he prays, He's asking God for what's already his. You can just see the angels going like this. Somebody said, what's happening over there? A jar of oil, of, of joy being poured on that person's head right now. This week, the Lord will open your eyes so you can see what's already been made available for you as children of the Most High God. I pray it happens in the middle of the night and a 10-foot angel stands in your bedroom. Say this of me, God always protects his children. In Genesis 28, verses 13 through 15, he told Jacob, I'm with you. I will keep you and watch over you. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm going to keep you. I'm going to watch over you. That means when you're sleeping, he's watching over you. I know there's people saying, Pastor, come on, you can't take this literally. Yes, yes, you can take it literally. Joshua 1 and 9. Don't be afraid. I'm with you wherever you go. I'm with you wherever you go. When we go, we go in the power of his might. When we go, the enemy is put to flight. When we go, the angels go ahead of us, ahead of us and make the crooked path straight. And some angels are just there to prosper you in your way. So wherever you go, the angels are looking after you, opening the door. I, I was thinking about this the other day. Because in Saudi Arabia, you know, it's all desert places there. So the top king, whatever, they spend $6 million a day on flowers. And you can imagine the florist. That, so everywhere he goes, they're laying out flowers before he gets there. And when he comes through, they pick up the flowers. So everywhere he goes, everywhere he goes is flowers. It can be the worst there's nothing growing, but they lay all the flowers down. As he's driving, the flowers are all there, and the flowers are being picked up, and they're already being laid ahead of him. Everywhere he goes, six, six million dollars a day in flowers. Who'd like to be the florist? But the angels of the Lord are going before you. I don't know what to say. 
The angels of the Lord are going before you. Second Kings 6 and verse 16. Fear not, there are more that are with us than are with them. Lord, would you open their eyes, please? You're not alone. If you're a co-laborer, there are certain things you can expect. And you can expect protection, divine protection. Here's the thing about God. God has a way of wreaking total havoc in the camp of the enemy. So in other words, when you're obeying the Lord and you focus on Him and you're serving Him, as you're going along and the enemy tries to target you, the moment he touches you, he's, he's already in trouble. He can't sleep. He can't even think straight. Everything he touches is coming unraveled. The moment he takes his thought life off of you, he gets relief. Are you with me? So the moment he focuses on you, he's an upheaval. The moment he leaves you alone, then he gets peace. The enemy learns, I think we should just leave him alone. Every time I'm trying to do what I think I'm going to do, everything goes wrong. God is wreaking havoc in the camp of the wicked, even right now, while you are at church, the enemy's camp is being turned upside down and inside out. The angels pulled the wheels off of the chariots of Pharaoh. Do you think Moses was pulling chariot wheels off? He did nothing. The angels were... I mean, flipping them chariots, pulling the wheels off of the chariots. So if the enemy's coming against you and you just stand there and go, watch them wheels flip. I'm telling you right now. Somebody said, but we all by ourselves. No, we're not. You're blind. You can't see. They're more than all with us than all with them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, you from the River Church, you guys believe the Bible, you take it literally, don't you? Yeah, here yeah, we do. 
In Deuteronomy 28 verse 7, it says your enemies will run from you in seven different directions. Seven ways. One way is bad enough. Seven ways. Seven ways at the same time. I need seven men here quickly. Just seven, that's it. We got it, we got it. Okay, come. Seven. Now, pretend you're the enemy. You're coming against me. Everybody surround me. And then when I count, then you're going to run. In, each one's going to run in a different direction, okay? All right, press in. Okay, stop, stop, stop. Okay, so they all, now I'm talking about one enemy. One enemy runs in seven directions. I'm not talking about seven enemies. I'm t- your enemy shall run from you seven ways. What does that mean? That means they flee in stark terror. Some of you didn't have to run that far. I see some of you need to get fit. You're a little out of breath. (laughs) The enemy is out of breath right now. Running from you. Hallelujah. Say this after me. My enemies run from me. Seven directions at the same time. Hallelujah. Deuteronomy 28 verse 10, the people will see that you are called by the name of the Lord and they'll be afraid of you. In other words, they say, look, just leave that person alone. So we say, well, we're going to take them out. No, 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 you don't understand. No, 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 just leave them alone. Those people are connected. They are connected. Another thing with the angels that it came about you, the angels bring you information. So now you have inside information. You don't need NSA, you don't need any intel. You already have intel. Are you with me? And you only have the intel you need, which is the most important intel. You don't need all the details, all the nonsense stuff that just wastes your time. You just need what you need, when you need it, how you need it, and the angel of the Lord will bring it and say, do this, and you'll just do it. The rest don't worry about. Only do what he tells. Only do what God tells you to do. How's that sound? That sounds pretty good, doesn't it? Psalm 34 and verse 7 says, he encamps about his people and he delivers them. Delivers them. Delivered. That means you're not in captivity. That means you're walking in freedom. You've been delivered. I've been delivered. I've been delivered. I've been delivered by the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. I've been delivered from my enemies. Glory to God. Now, you might be here today say, Pastor, I mean, that's great that I've been delivered from my enemies, 
but they're right there. They're still right there. They're glaring at me. Well, you've heard me say this before. Thou preparest the table before me in the presence of my enemies. So some of you are too focused on the enemies. You're not focused on the banquet table that's being prepared in the presence of your enemies. The greatest insult you can give your enemy is to sit at a banquet table while he's standing glaring at you. And you're eating. You're sitting at the table and you're eating and you're feasting and it's a celebration. It's a party. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Man, I feel it right now. Hallelujah. I don't know what to do with myself. Ray, I tell you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Say this about me. He encamps about me and he delivers me. I have been If you've been delivered, notify your face. <laughs> Hallelujah. I have been delivered. I know the message is too extreme. I know the message is over the top. I know the message is like you can't just have a calm Sunday at the river. It's always got to be a walking and leaping and praising God's service. People dancing in the aisles. Listen to me carefully. All of this is received by faith. All of this. Not by your working for it. Well, Pastor, can you please, I'd love to earn some of this. How do I get access? How do I get access? And there's even ministers, you know, they'll tell you, if you bring a certain amount of money, you can get access. That's a rubbish. You don't need to pay for this. It's already been paid for on the cross of Calvary. It's already free. You don't cost you a dime. All you gotta do is believe. I said all you gotta do is believe. All you have to do is believe. If you believe, you can receive. I have been delivered. You have been delivered. 
We have been delivered. Well, does it always have to involve a song? Yes, because it's victory. That's why. It's a victory song. You are getting delivered. I want you to know when you leave this place today, you can be confident. You can know beyond a shadow of a doubt that the Lord is with you. And he's with you Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday and Friday and Saturday. He is with you. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. You can know that. in the Lord with all your heart lean not unto your own understanding It's like there's people right now, it's like angels are wrapping you in their wings right now. Say this of me, I'm confident that the Lord is with me. If you're on a plane and they hit turbulence and the thing suddenly starts dropping, you can go to sleep. You can just go to sleep. Everybody else will be white-knuckled holding the seats and you just go to sleep. You've heard me tell the story. I was flying out of Tampa and I was in first and a lady was sitting next to me and she, she was grabbing. She said, I don't, I don't fly. I never fly. I hate flying and I'm really nervous about flying. And I said, lady, don't worry about it. She said, what do you mean? I said, I know the pilot. Well, I didn't know the pilot. Are you with me? She said, oh, really? I said, he's phenomenal. I said, this pilot can fly this thing upside down and nothing wrong with it. She said, oh, really? I said, trust me. I said, you can just relax. It's going to be fine. Oh, I'm so glad you know the pilot. Well, I got to tell her before we landed who the pilot was. His name was Jesus. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
When you look at the children of Israel, when they came out of Egypt, remember, he gave them the pillar of cloud by day and the fire by night. So I always, when I look at you, because the Bible says that the angels are ministering spirits sent forth to minister for and on behalf of those who are heirs of salvation, and they actually like flames of fire, if you understand. So when I see angels encamped about you, I see a wall of fire about you that's impenetrable, that the enemy cannot come through the protection level. The protection level is so high around you. And we've heard many stories of this before. We've heard it where people, they fired guns at point blank and the bullets have fallen at their feet. Or they fired and the guns never went off. Because it was a believer that was walking in the reality of this. Are you with me? He's about you as a wall of fire. His blood protects you. He wants you to be at peace. I said he wants you to be at peace. I see peace flooding this place. I see peace flooding people's homes right now. Now, who of you still have your prayer journal? Who has your prayer journal? It comes in white and blue. Who has your prayer journal? Who doesn't have a prayer journal? You know, we actually make them available. You can pick them up at the bookstore. But I don't know if they're out of print right now, what the story is. But this, in, in the thing, we've got a lot of different things to pray about, how you can pray for your your family, and month, month, one, month, two, month, three, 12 months of prayer, and then things that you speak over your life, which I'm going to lead you in something that you're going to speak over your life here today. This is up on our website on revival.com. Maybe they can just stick the link up on the first page and you can see it, and then you can find it and get it. So say this off to me. We'll do this together as a church here today. Those who dwell in the secret place of the Most High shall rest, abide, and remain stable and fixed under the shadow of the Almighty. Therefore, I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, and my God. On him I lean and rely, and in him I confidently trust. Surely he will deliver me from the snare of the fowler and from the deadly perilous pestilence. He will cover me with his feathers and under his wings I will take refuge. His truth and faithfulness are my shield and my buckler and rampart 
I will not be afraid of the terror of the night, nor of the arrow, the evil plots, and the slanders of the wicked that fly by day, nor of the pestilence that stalks in darkness, nor of destruction and sudden death that surprise and lay waste at noonday. A thousand will fall at my side, 10,000 in my right hand. It will not come near me. Only with my eyes as a spectator will I witness the reward of the wicked because I've made the Lord my refuge and the most high my dwelling place no evil shall befall me nor shall any plague calamity or disaster come near my house or my family because I obey and serve him he will command his angels give them charge over me they will accompany defend preserve me they will keep and guard me in all my ways they will lift me up and bear me up so that I will not strike my foot against a stone I will tread upon the lion and the cobra, the young lion and the serpent. I will trample underfoot. I have this promise from the Lord because I have set my love upon him. Therefore, he will rescue, he will deliver, he will protect me, he will set me on high. Because I know, I understand, I acknowledge his name. Because I have a personal knowledge of his mercy, his love, his kindness. And because I trust and rely on him, knowing he will never, ever forsake me. I will call on him. He will answer me. He will be with me in trouble. He will deliver me and honor me with long life. He will satisfy me and show me his salvation. These are the benefits that I receive in being a co-laborer with Almighty God. I'm not alone. Just lift your hands and begin to thank him right now for that. Just thank him in your homes. Wonderful, Lord. Wonderful, Jesus. May this be the week that people's eyes are opened 
that they can see all that you have for them. May this be the week that they walk in the fullness of it. May this be the week that they step over from just quoting something to walking in the reality of it. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. I want everybody to bow your heads across the field, if you would, please. I want to give an invitation to people, you that have come today or tuning in, watching in your homes. Maybe you've never, ever, ever given your life to Jesus. You never said, Jesus, be my Lord and Savior. That's where all this begins. I want you to know that he loves you so much. He's on your side. He's not against you. There are many people that are watching me even by way of television. And you're not even serving the Lord, but the Lord actually has protected you time and time and time again. The Bible says the reign of God falls on the just and the unjust alike. But I want to ask a question, what would happen if today was your last day on the earth? If you left here today, went home, in the middle of the night, you passed, where would you go? Where would you spend eternity? I want you to know there is a heaven to gain and a hell to shun. You don't have to go to the devil's hell because 2,000 years ago on Calvary's cross, the price was paid, and the blood was shed. And just like that old song said, there is a fountain filled with blood, drawn from Emmanuel's veins, and sinners plunged beneath their flood, lose all their guilty stains. Today, he will come, and he will touch you, and you'll never be the same. Never. There's no better time than to surrender right now. You might never have another opportunity. Today, he calls you. Thank you. Your hand's already gone up. While his about and eyes are closed, if you don't know Jesus, I want to give you an opportunity to accept him today. Maybe you've come on this field and you say, Pastor, I gave my life to the Lord in days gone by, but I've grown cold. I'm not serving God like I should. I've allowed the things of the world to come in. I've lost that peace, that joy, that first love that I once had. But today, I'm going to surrender my life afresh. I want to come back to my first love. The Bible says he will take out the stony heart and put in the heart of flesh. He said, a new spirit will I put within you. It could be those hidden things that clog the heart of man, pride, unforgiveness, bitterness, jealousy, anger, lust. The hidden things that clog the heart of man. It's time to be free today. Maybe something outward that all can see. But today, the Lord will give you a new start, a new beginning. If you'll just say, yes, Lord. Yes. He loves you. He says, come. Come. Maybe it's not hidden or outward as we described. Maybe it's a storm that came against your life. 
a sudden divorce, a bankruptcy, the loss of a loved one, a sudden illness, the betrayal of a close friend, the loss of a job. Something happened that shook your world, rocked it. But you say, I'm coming back. I'm going to fall in love with Jesus all over again. Will you do that today? You can't buy what I'm talking about. You just have to humble yourself to receive it. It's free. He says, come. Maybe you're sitting here or you're watching in your homes and you say, Pastor, I do love the Lord. I gave my heart to him, but I'm not sure. I don't have the assurance that I'm a child of God. I really want to know. I want to have the confidence. I want to know that I know that I know that I'm a child of God. I don't have that, and I'd like to have that today. Remember this, when God looks at people, he looks at the heart. He doesn't look on the outside. And people's hearts, you either hot, lukewarm, or cold. It's really to do with your temperature. Today, you can be hot. You don't have to be lukewarm or cold. If this is you and you fit into any one of these categories, I want to pray with you and for you. Right across the field, want you quickly, right where you are, put your hand up right now. Say, pray for me. Thank you. Right at the back, another hand over here, another hand over there, another hand, another hand, another hand, another hand, another hand, another hand, another hand. At the back, raise up high on the far side. Just switch, switch it up right now. Another hand over this side. Raise up high. Yes. Just wave it at me. I can see it. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Once you've raised, you can put it down. Put it down. I want you all to look at me, please. On this side, you didn't raise a hand, but want to be included in the prayer. We're going to pray quickly. Put it up high and say, yes, include me. Include me. Thank you. On the aisle. Anybody else? Anyone else? The middle section, you didn't raise a hand, but want to be included. Put your hand up. Right now, right at the back, another hand, another hand. Anybody else? Yes. Uh-huh. On this side, you didn't raise your hand, but want to be included. Put that hand up right now and say yes. Yes, Lord. I want everybody that raised your hand, I want you to stand, please, if you would. Stand where you are. Stand where you are. I want you to bring your personal belongings. I want you to come stand right there. I'm going to lead you in a prayer. Come. Come. Come right now. before me the world behind me the cross before me the world behind me the cross before me 
the world behind me. No turning back. No turning back. Now, while they're still coming, I want you to look at me. Tonight, in the impartation service, I'm going to share with you some very basic things that the Lord taught me about the laying on of hands. And about the transference of the anointing, which many people in church world, they have no idea. They don't understand that. They think it's made up, hocus pocus stuff. It's not. It's in the Bible. And the Lord taught me about that. And before I lay hands on everybody, I'm going to talk to you a little bit about that. I'm going to show you from the scripture and why God has given this power to the church. The church is not weak like what you see in many instances. The church really is powerful. They just don't walk in the fullness of what's been made available to them. And the devil knew, the devil knew if the Christians grab a hold of the truth of the word of God, they're going to be totally dangerous. They're going to be totally dangerous. They, that's why the Bible says lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. You have the ability to go lay hands on the sick. Jesus is the healer, but you being obedient to lay hands on people, do what he said do. If you do what he says do, then he'll do what he said he would do. Now they'll make up all kinds of stories about you and lie about you, but that's, <laughs> they made it about Jesus. They said he cast out devils by the devil and they go on and on. You have to ignore all of that. You either believe the Bible or you believe the nonsense of religion and tradition. I don't know about you, I'm going to believe the word of God. I'm going to go with the Bible. Can you say amen? So tonight, I really want to share that with you and all, I know all the students are coming in for tomorrow because it's orientation week. It's going to be great. They're busy getting Studio B ready for you, putting all the tiles down now because they weren't really fastened down, but they're getting all fastened down today. They'll be ready for you tomorrow. Amen. Studio B has been set aside for the university. While we make all the other accommodations for everybody else. Amen. So I want to ask you a question. Who can make it back tonight? Listen, listen to me. I don't beg people that often, but I'm asking you to make it back tonight. Who can make it back tonight? Okay. Because I believe it's going to be a strategic night tonight. Strategic night. Okay, we're going to pray together. If you mean busy with God, God means busy with you. So I want you to close your eyes and raise your right hand to heaven. That's where your help comes from. You that are watching in your homes, close your eyes right where you are and put your hand in the air and say, yes, Lord. And we're going to pray together. Everybody pray with me. Say, Father, I come to you in the precious name of your son, Jesus. Lord, you said in your word, if I confess with my mouth, Jesus is my Lord and my Savior. And I believe in my heart that God has raised you from the dead. I will be saved. So, Father, right now, I confess Jesus is my Lord and my Savior. Come into my heart right now. 
Take out the stony heart. Put in a heart of flesh. Wash me. Cleanse me. Change me. Fill me. Use me. Let me never be the same again. I turn my back on the world. I turn my back on sin. And I follow you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for dying for me. Thank you for shedding your blood for me. Thank you that on the third day you rose for me. And thank you that you're coming back again for me. From this day on, I'll never be the same again. I confess Jesus Christ has come in the flesh. He is my Lord and my Savior. And right now, by faith in the finished work of the cross and by the shed blood of Jesus, I am saved. Thank you, Lord, for saving me now. Now just lift both hands. Let me pray over you, Father. I pray that you would seal them now by your blood and by your spirit, that on that day not one would be missing. Raise them up to be mighty men and women of God and use them to impact this generation, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. This program has been brought to you by the friends and partners of Revival Ministries International in Tampa, Florida. For more information on the ministry of Drs. Rodney and Adonica Howard Brown or for additional resources, visit revival.com.